If you've been curious about fasting, how do you practice fasting for weight loss? Is the 16-8 method better than the OMAD diet method? I'm gonna end all the confusion for you and I'm gonna give you three easy ways to practice fasting, whether you are brand new to fasting, so if you're a beginner, for sure, you're gonna get value from this, but also, for those of you who are more advanced, who's just looking, you're looking to take your fasting results to a level, maybe you hit a plateau or a stall, these variations can help you break through that so you can get amazing results. Before I outline all three, I wanna first introduce myself. My name is Ben Azadi. I am the best-selling author of three books. I'm the founder of Keto Camp. Here at Keto Camp, we're on a mission to educate and to inspire one billion people on planet Earth. I am so grateful you're joining me today. So let's talk about the first method here when practicing fasting. These are what I call fasting crutches. And there's two times to practice these fasting crutches. First of all, let me explain what they are. Now, there is a traditional way to practice fasting, which is just with water and with some sea salt. I love that approach because you're going to maximize your uh, fat loss and autophagy benefits. You're gonna get the most results from a fast if you only have water and sea salt because you're not gonna push your body towards any direction. You're gonna, elate, you're, you're gonna allow the innate intelligence to do its job. Now, there are some considerations where you could add in some fasting crutches. This is great for somebody who is brand new to fasting and you're still building up this fasting muscle because yes, fasting is a muscle you wanna develop over time. Well, then you could use these fasting crutches. And if you are somebody who has been doing fasting for a while, but you were looking to extend your fasting window, you could also use these crutches. So here are the crutches, write them down. Coffee and tea. They're great fasting crutches. Maybe having a little bit of some fat in your coffee and tea. I like putting in some grass-fed ghee, some coconut oil, maybe some sea salt. So a fatty cup of coffee, a fatty cup of tea. That's considered a partial fast. That's considered a fasting crutch. Then there's also bone broth. There's bone broth fasting. There's many, many benefits to it. Now it's not a traditional fast, but they're still going to get a lot of, you're still going to get a lot of benefits because you're doing the job of keeping insulin low and that's what we want to do uh, you could also have small amounts of protein high quality protein maybe a, a, a light fatty a, a smoothie like a keto smoothie these are all considered fasting crutches i know you're, what you're thinking does the coffee break my fast does the tea break my fast here's how you know you want to test your blood glucose right before you have your fats or your coffee or your tea and then you want to test your blood glucose 30 minutes after if you see your blood glucose going up more than five points, then the answer is yes. It is breaking your fast, it's stopping the autophagy, and uh, you're negating some of the benefits of that fast. But if the glucose stays the same and you don't see any kind of change in your glucose 30 minutes after, that's a good sign. That means this fasting crutch is working for you and you can continue doing it. Now, again, two reasons to use fasting crutches. If you're just getting started with fasting and you wanna build up that fasting muscle, that's a good reason. Or let's say you wanna to commit to a 24 hour water fast, but you stop at 18 all the time because you start to feel hungry. Well, adding in these crutches to extend that to 24 hours is a good approach. I am all for that. There is no such thing as a failed fast. Every fast has its benefit. So onward with your fasting schedules. 
Second uh, way to practice fasting is a daily intermittent fast. There's different variations. You probably heard about the 16-8 schedule or 16-8 method. There is a 24 method. There is an 18-6 method. Here's my favorite daily method that I think most people will benefit from. An 18-6 schedule. I love that. 18 hours out of a 24-hour period, you're having your water and sea salt. You're in the fasted state. You're pulling out fat stores. You're burning fat cells. You're allowing your body to produce or activate autophagy, which is cellular repair, cellular cleanup. That's for 18 hours. Then six hours out of the day, you're having your eating window and you're going, you're going to have two meals within the six hour eating window. For most people schedule 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. as your eating window and then fasting outside of that as a daily approach is a great way to get long-term benefits with fasting. So you wanna have two meals within the six hour eating window. We don't wanna eat throughout that whole six hour eating window. We don't wanna snack throughout that whole six hour eating window because the pancreas is only designed to have a squirt of insulin, which is called a phase one insulin response twice per day. So we don't wanna make sure, we don't wanna snack throughout the day even if you have a shortened eating window. Two meals, if you can make those meals mostly protein and fat, you're going to get much more bang for your buck when you go right back into the fast because you'll burn through your sugar reserves faster getting into a fat burning state and autophagy state versus having higher carbs during your eating window, if that makes sense. So I love an 18-6 more than a 16-8. Uh, you could also ramp that up to a 20-hour fasting, four-hour eating window, but I have seen most people do well long-term with an 18-6 schedule. I wanna briefly take a break here and let you know about my favorite coffee in the world. Look, I'm a coffee snob for good reasons because the right coffee source can be healing to the body can reduce inflammation and result in weight loss. The wrong coffee beans could actually increase inflammation, cause weight loss resistance, and sabotage your keto results. There was a recent study in the Canadian Journal of Physiology and Pharmacology that showed caffeine intake from coffee beans could actually increase fatty acid production and help the participants produce more ketones. Most coffee beans are loaded with pesticides and contaminants and even molt. This is why I love my friends over at Purity Coffee. Hands down the best coffee beans I have ever tried. I have my delicious cup of Purity Coffee in the morning with some grass-fed ghee and MCT oil and it turns my brain right on and helps my body produce ketones. Purity Coffee is organic, pesticide free. These beans are specialty grade and you could get this coffee shipped straight to your door in nitrogen flushed bags, roastery fresh. Since you are a listener to the Keto Camp Podcast, we have worked out an exclusive coupon code for you to check out Purity Coffee. Head over to www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use Keto Camp at checkout to get 10% off your order. Again, that is www.ketocampcoffee.com. Use the coupon code KETOCAMP at checkout for 10% off your bag of coffee beans. Remember, camp is spelled with a K. So the third way to practice fasting is called the OMAD diet. OMAD stands for one meal a day. So essentially this means you're just having, you're going dinner to dinner each day, 
Maybe you're going uh, lunch to lunch each day or breakfast to breakfast. It doesn't matter how you choose to do it, but you go 24 hours, sometimes 23, 24 hours without eating and you just have one meal per day. Now, who is this good for? This is a good approach for somebody who has a lot of extra body fat that they wanna lose, maybe more than 15 pounds. You could do this on a more consistent basis because your body has, you have an option. You could get your calories from the plate of food in front of you. You could eat those food calories or you could get it from your butt, your hips, and your thighs. It's your choice. So when you're going 24 hours without food, you're allowing your body to tap into its fat stores, start burning fat cells, and using that for energy, and using that for fuel. That, that's exactly the way we were designed to be. So we wanna allow the body to do that. So you get more fat loss, you get more of that autophagy, the cellular repair, the cellular cleanup, when you do more of an OMAD lifestyle. It's imperative though, when you are having that one meal per day, it's a substantial meal. I recommend having some digestive enzymes since it's probably gonna be a bigger meal and you wanna help your body break down that meal more efficient. So maybe you'll have some digestive enzymes or you'll have some ginger tea right before you break, you, uh, break that fast. But have a, a large meal that consists of plenty of calories, plenty of protein and fat. You could have some carbs if you want, but make it a substantial meal so you feel good until you break that fast again 24 hours later. You don't wanna deprive yourself and feel hangry, right? So that's not the goal. So make sure it is a substantial meal. That's the OMAD lifestyle. Just take caution here. You don't wanna do OMAD every single day for months and months and months because you'll get too much autophagy and that's not a good thing. All right, bonus tip number one. You ready for this? Block extended fasting is another variation to practice fasting. So let me explain what that is. An extended fast means you go three or more days in the fasted state, okay? This is called a block fast. The benefit of doing this is that you're going to get more ketone production, you're gonna drop your glucose even lower, and you're gonna allow your body to tap into really uh, deep fat reserves. You're gonna burn more fat, and you're going to get more of this autophagy process. So personally, my longest fast was five days, where I did a five-day water fast, and guess what? My glucose dropped down all the way to 52. And some of you might be thinking, oh crap, Ben, that's dangerous. However, my ketones, my blood ketones were over five. They were about 5.4. So my body was running off of fat and ketones and I felt totally fine. So a three or plus more days of fasting is called a block fast. Who should do this? Well, those who have autoimmune disease. I mean, there's research out there that shows it could help shut down some of those genes. Uh, those who are ex have excessive weight on their bodies, if you have more than 15, 20 pounds, you could tap more into the fat burning, get more of that autophagy and repair. And then those who are at risk for cancer, right? Now, these are all recommendations that I recommend, I should say, that you speak to your doctor about. A block fast is a powerful tool, okay? When you're fasting, going three or more days without water, that is a powerful way to heal your body. However, the same way a chainsaw could be a powerful tool and help you get amazing results, a chainsaw could hurt you if you don't know how to use it. So work with somebody in the Keto Camp Academy, I have a whole protocol on how to do it and I have a proper way to break a block fast because you gotta know how to break that block fast. So that's important, but I love the benefits of a block fast. Dr. Thomas Seafried, who wrote the book, Cancer is a Metabolic Disease, he's been quoted as saying this, if you were to complete a seven day water only fast, you would reduce your risk of any cancer 
by 95% because you're getting, a, you're getting a maximum autophagy effect. So that is amazing. That, is, that speaks volumes right there. So I recommend you know what you're doing, you're testing your numbers, and then you can do that. I wanna take a quick break here to share with you about the dangers of taking fish oil. I know, shocking. I was somebody who took fish oil every single day for years. And then I came across a ton of research showing the dangers of consuming fish oil. I immediately found an amazing product called Pureform. Pureform is a plant-based omega. And the cool thing about Pureform is that it is uniquely processed with nitrogen to preserve it and make sure it does not oxidize. These essential fatty acids are cold pressed and you get the proper balance of omega-6 and omega-3 to feed your cells what it desires. We know that life begins and ends at the cell membrane. And when you have the proper fats, the building blocks for those cell membranes, all of a sudden your fat burning hormones can do its job. So you lose weight. All of a sudden your cells produce energy. So you feel good. So we know that cellular health is key for performance and longevity. So I've been taking Pureform every single day my dog takes it every single day, so does my girlfriend and my mom. This is how much I love the product. If you want to get your bottle delivered to your door, head over to purelifescience.com, check them out, order a bottle or two, and you'll be amazed by how you feel after taking this just after a few days. That is purelifescience.com. Use the coupon code BEN4 to apply a $4 off coupon. That is BEN4. B-E-N and the number four. International shipping is available. Okay, let's go back into this episode of the Keto Camp Podcast. This, the second way or the second bonus tip, I should say, to practice fasting is called a dry fast. A dry fast. That means you're not eating food, but you're also not drinking water. I know it sounds extreme and it is extreme, but I would argue this. We all do dry fasting at night when we're sleeping. But if you go 24 hours into a dry fast, that could have profound benefits when it comes to fat loss and autophagy. I would hypothesize, this is just a guess, that you would get three times the benefit from a dry fast versus a water fast. Meaning a 24 hour dry fast, so no water, no food, for 24 hours could be equivalent to a three day fast with water, three-day water fast when it comes to fat loss and autophagy. There are two types of dry fasting methods. There is a hard dry fast and there is a soft dry fast. A hard dry fast means you don't drink water, obviously, but you also don't take a shower, you don't wash your hands, you don't brush your teeth. No water gets in contact with your skin because your body is so magnificent. You're incredible. I hope you know that that your innate intelligence, if water hits your skin, your cells would absorb that water and hydrate itself, right? So a hard dry fast is the most extreme one because there's no drinking water, no water touching your skin, no showering, no brushing your teeth. Then we have a soft dry fast where you could shower, you could wash your hands, you're still not drinking water. Me and the Keto Camp Academy members in the summer of last year, or actually this year, we did a, a group 24 hour dry fast and it sucked but here's my formula for success. Embrace the suck. You know, when you embark on these goals for your health, for business, whatever it is, it's gonna suck. But the formula is suck, 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 cess. 
Okay, embrace the suck, push forward. Yeah, you gotta know what you're doing, work with a professional, but if it doesn't challenge you, it's probably not gonna change you, okay? I have a special offer for you to get, and I'm gonna open up to questions now. If you wanna get my Intermittent Fasting Cheat Sheet, this is a best-selling book I wrote on fasting. I answer the top 20 questions on fasting. I wanna give the first 10 people to do this, the first 10 people, to leave the Keto Camp podcast a rating and a review on Apple Podcast. Honest rating and review of the Keto Camp podcast on Apple Podcast. The first 10 people to do that, take a screenshot of that rating and review and then email that screenshot to support at ketocamp.com with your screenshot of that rating and review. Include your shipping address in the United States and I will sign this book and mail it out to you as a thank you. Rooster Guy, what do you find the biggest problem people face that makes fasting hard to stick with? And what do you think is the best meal to break your fast with to get the best benefits? Love the question, Rooster Guy. The biggest challenge I see people face when it comes to fasting is they get mentally psyched out. They, um, their, their mind tricks them into thinking they need to eat every two to three hours. Maybe their family members or friends influence them to break the fast. That's been the biggest hurdle that I see. But whenever I see people struggle mentally with going, I don't know, 16 hours, 24 hours without food, I share with them the example of uh, Angus Burberry. Uh, this gentleman, Angus Burberry, was uh, a morbidly obese man who went on a medically supervised water fast. And get this, Angus Burberry went on a medically supervised water fast and this guy fasted for 382 days. 382 days. And he was totally fine. He went from 450 pounds down to 180 pounds. His blood work looked good, electrolytes looked fine. But this is an extreme example to show you that the body eats food stores food as body fat, and when we don't eat food, when we fast, we pull out that body fat, okay? That's the way we were designed to be. The body is magnificent. So if you understand that, that's an extreme example, right? If you don't understand that, then it's fine to go 16 hours. It's fine to go 24 hours. So that's the biggest hurdle. It's the influence of friends and family who tell you you're, what you're doing is unhealthy. Why are you fasting? Um, once you could be, here's what I have found in all areas of life. When you are competent, your confidence. Competent equals confidence. So studying fasting, understanding how the body works, understanding human physiology, and then somebody tells you, oh, you're skipping lunch, you're fasting, you're hurting your body, you're going into starvation mode. You're so competent that you're gonna be confident in responding to that person. It's like that person coming to you and saying, oh, your hair is blue and it looks ridiculous. You should go change that. You know your hair is not blue, you're competent and confident in that. So it's the same thing. You gotta understand how the body works. Those people who say fasting is unhealthy are the same people who tell you to lecture birds. They are out there lecturing birds on how to fly. Makes no sense. Now your second question was, how do you, what are the best ways to break a fast? The best ways to break a fast is with a combination of protein and fat, minimal carbs. We do not want to break the fast with high carbs, high fat. That could slow down your results. So uh, the example of the best meals to break your fast with are bone broth is a great way to break your fast. Maybe some eggs and avocado and some green leafy vegetables. Maybe a piece of steak with some green leafy vegetables. So protein and fat, best ways to break the fast. 
Um, that's what I recommend for you. Kelly K, during the block fast, as you stated before, if I regularly do my block fast the same days of each of the week, should I change it up each week so my body doesn't get adapted? I don't recommend a block fast Kelly every single week. That's too much. <clears throat> I would recommend maybe one or two times per quarter every three months. Uh, but I do recommend always changing up the schedule. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I gave you the 18.6, the OMAD, and I broke that down on this call. Always mix it up. Maybe you do one week, 18.6, the next week, 24. Next week, you're doing OMAD. Yeah, always mix things up because we don't want to do the same workout over and over and over. You just did bicep curls all the time. You might get results at first, and then those results will go away. We want to always change things up. So for sure, we want to do that. Next question is if you are diabetic when fasting, do you need to stop taking medication? Amiel, never stop taking your medication. Always work with your doctor. You would monitor your medication with your doctor and then you would adjust the medication as your body heals. So um, always listen to your doctors. If they say you're taking medication, take the medication, but work with them. Let them know what you're doing. Let them know you're doing some fasting or some keto and you'll work with them to reduce the dosage and then eventually you could get off the medication. Is fasting bad for the immune system? Tanja, fasting can be super powerful for the innate intelligence, the immune system. Too much fasting can be bad for the immune system. If you get too much autophagy, your body will actually lower its immune system because you start eating too many immune cells. Some of them are good cells. So the proper balance of fasting, enough fasting and feasting having that proper balance could be profound for the immune system. It could be super healing for the immune system. George in Spain says, is it good to mix OMAD, which is one meal a day, with an 18-6 once a week and then a 42-hour fast, thinking of doing that? Yeah, that's a great example of what I just said about mixing things up. So I like that approach. I would personally follow that approach, especially if you have some extra weight to, do, to lose. Definitely follow that approach. Me personally, I do, I do a block fast a couple times per year. Uh, I would like to get that to once per quarter, so every three months. Now, there's different ways to do the block fast. You could go straight up with water. You could go partial. You could do a fasting mimicking diet. There's different ways to do it. What is the disadvantage of being OMAD for five months? The disadvantage is that your body could start to think that it is starving and it could slow down metabolism function. It could actually, you could get too much autophagy, so we want a proper balance of autophagy, which is that catabolic, it's repairing, but then also mTOR. So your body could slow down fat loss, your body could go, and just like I said a little while ago, if you do the same workout over and over and over, you will eventually hit a plateau. If you do the same OMAD thing over and over and over, you'll hit a plateau. I am recovering from HPA axis dysfunction and wanting to fast, but it proves to be a strain on my adrenals. Any advice? Yes. So HPA axis dysfunction, so the hypothalamus pituitary is the master control tower for the body. And it tells the adrenals, it tells the, the uh, thyroid, it tells the kidneys, it tells all of your organs and hormones what to do. What I've seen is when there's dysfunction with the hypothalamus pituitary, there's usually, uh, it's a result of heavy metals and uh, then the adrenals could dysfunction. Now, a daily intermittent fast maybe like a 16-8 or an 18-6 should be okay so long as you are having enough calories and food, protein and fat during your eating window. So let's say you do an 18-6, Chris, where 18 hours out of the day, you're fasting, 
you're allowing your body to burn some fat, go into that autophagy state. And then the six hour eating window, you have two substantial meals, that should be okay. Now I would also work on maybe some targeted support for the adrenals and looking upstream at heavy metals because that's the number one cause I've seen for adrenal dysfunction is the too much heavy metals. Now, if, you tell, if you're telling me you're doing 24 hour fast and you're doing block fasting and you have adrenal dysfunction, that could be just too much stress for your body to handle right now. And I would scale that back down. But an 18 daily intermittent fast when you're feasting enough should be okay, but also listen to your body and, and see how it responds to that. I, I hope that helps. I'm doing a webinar on the art of fasting. And I am taking a thousand people only, and then we're gonna cap it at a thousand. It's taking place on December 18th, it's Friday, where you're gonna learn uh, four strategies to master fasting. I'm gonna teach about keto. So if you wanna be one of the first thousand people on there, then head to benazadiwebinar.com, benazadiwebinar.com, and you can get signed up for that. Uh, there's still some space, so I would love to get you in there. Beginner here says, Rosa, do you recommend counting calories when doing 18-6 or OMAD? I never recommend counting calories unless you are trying to put on muscle and size for a performance reason. Uh, counting calories is a big distraction. The body doesn't have any mechanisms to count calories. There's no receptors, there's no mechanisms in the body to count calories. The body is not a math equation, it's not a bank account. It is a complex chemistry lab, not a calculator. So do calories matter? Yes. Are calories important? No. So to answer your question, I wouldn't focus on calorie counting. I would, I would focus on this. If you're a beginner to keto and fasting, I would focus on number one, monitoring your carbohydrates, making sure you're hitting less than 50 total grams of carbohydrates, healthy carbohydrates for the day. Number two, getting enough quality protein at your meals, about 40 to 50 grams at least of protein at your meals, and then you should be starting off in the right direction, absolutely. Is autophagy synonymous to healing? Like you have dysfunction with your adrenals and other things, low testosterone and hypothyroidism. Autophagy is synonymous to healing because when your body is not eating food, it needs to get energy from somewhere. So it seeks out energy from bad cells, bad proteins, bad mitochondria. So it is your body healing itself, absolutely. But again, you don't want too much autophagy. Love you all. I am so grateful for you all. And if you could share this on Facebook or on other social media platforms by hitting the share button and then distributing it, that really helps us share it with a friend, text it to a friend. And uh, I'm just so grateful. And have an amazing rest of your day. I hope this is valuable. Talk to you soon. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.